0: I know a lot about golf. Well, we're waiting.
1: And another week has come to a close. Another great week for you, I hope. It's been a great week for us, those weekend golf guys. John Ashton and Jeff Smith, both in the golf cave at Otter Creek in Columbus, Indiana, because we've been invited up here to, uh, to take a gander at the AJGA Tournament. 14 to 18-year-old kids everywhere, which is another reason why I'm locked up in the golf cave. That's right. I don't like kids. And they don't want to be around you either. You're- <laughs> it's a mutual thing. Yeah. I appreciate that. But we are going to be talking with some of the uh, the folks from the AJGA. We're going to be talking to some college coaches. We've got Brooke Watt on with us from Austin, Texas, yep. who does not speak with with a
2: twang or a drawl.
3: No, Neither. never. I don't know Neither. what they all are talking about. Yes.
2: Right. I, um, I have
3: no idea.
2: And we and we've got a couple of uh, college players, and we got some
1: college players. Right. They're from Indiana. That is, yeah. That's IU. That's a real college. Uh, so they're they're going to be coming up along with some uh, IU coaches and stuff. I mean, it's it's no Loyola.
2: Yeah, that's right. right. Loyola New- University right. in Chicago is exactly. the place to be. Exactly.
1: But I guess if you can't be at Loyola, which all of y'all can't, then Indiana is probably a nice place to hang out. I'm just saying that because Jeff's daughter who plays at Loyola is here. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I'm just saying that. But we've got a, a basically a topic of kids and yeah. golf and why kids need golf and why golf needs kids. Yeah. Because it is a mutually beneficial situation. Now, uh, your daughter is here, and she shouldn't she be practicing? I mean, she's headed up
2: for a tournament, in, in, for a two-day tournament. What are you doing letting her sit here? She should well, be swinging a
1: club and stuff.
2: You know, I'm giving her a little break. She practiced yesterday pretty hard. Uh-huh. Um, you know, she's a little sore from working out. Uh-huh. And uh, so she's going to go up and uh, stay in the hotel and practice in the hotel a little bit, swinging and putting and, okay. you know, preparing her mind to, to get there, get a little, you know, get a good night's sleep so she goes plays in the state open tomorrow. Okay. But uh,
1: Caroline, I want to ask you a personal question. Now, I know your dad has been introducing you to like Brooke and a lot of other really good mm-hmm. golf teachers around. Is this so, so that you're less intimidated, but then by, you know, studying from your father? Or is this so they say the same things that he's been telling you for 13 years? So finally you go, wow, my dad was right.
4: It's so he could say, I told you so. Ah, no,
1: there you go. That's what I thought.
5: Yeah, he just wants <laughs> to say, I told you so. Any opportunity, many opportunities. <laughs>
1: And and has he been? I mean you're you're doing pretty well, I understand. <laughs> Thank you, you. You won last week. I did. Mm-hmm. And and Hopefully
4: and, this week will be good too. And but. and to
1: to what do you accredit that? Um He's sitting right next to you, Caroline. Come on.
4: <laughs> obviously I have a good teacher. Yeah. yeah. Who likes to introduce me to a lot of important people and nice right. people and probably I just say it's been a Long time coming. Yeah. The longer you play, the easier it gets.
1: Has there been any pressure on you? I know. See, I was a minister's kid, and there was always pressure on me to be the good boy, because I was the <laughs> minister's kid. What people don't understand... How'd that work out? You can get away with murder, because you're the minister's kid, okay? <laughs> so, if, if your daughter ever comes home and says, I'm dating the minister's kid, stop Trouble. it. Trouble. Immediately. Trouble. <laughs> <laughs> okay? Trouble. As, I'm just saying. But... Being being the the golf teaching professional's daughter, is there more pressure on you to do well?
4: No, I wouldn't think so. A lot of my friends' dads are professionals too, or moms oh, okay. are professionals. It's pretty common, I'd say. A lot of the girls really? I play with. Huh. Yes. it I used that to kind of feel like a pressure, but not really. After I met a lot more people.
1: Uh huh. So just when when you get out and start rubbing shoulders, you go, "Wait a minute! There's kind of like parallel lives along here." It's
4: yeah. wait a minute! It's always a family game. Yeah.
1: Well, that's great. Mm-hmm. That's great. How, how intense is the competition when you get out there with, amongst other college teams?
4: Oh, it's pretty intense. I'd say, I don't know, the scores can go pretty low, and some days it doesn't look like they're going low, but mm-hmm. with the conditions that we end up playing in, it's surprising that anyone managed to shoot that.
1: You know, I know it's probably good advice for, for people who play, you know, even friendly competitive games, but do you keep your eye on the score as you're playing? Or do you just say, hey, it's me, it's the course, uh, my job is just to, to shoot as low as I possibly can. I don't care what they're doing.
4: Well, it depends. If I'm leading, if I've like, come off the front nine and I'm leading, I'm definitely keeping an eye on the score. If I've like, come off the front 18 and I'm leading, definitely keeping an eye. Top three, I'd say I keep an eye on uh-huh. it. But there's not really much you can do to look at the other players, and there's not really much you can do to control the other players. So it's probably best that I don't. Right.
1: Right. That's, that's, I think that's good advice for all golfers when you're playing. You know, even if you're playing for you know a quarter or a hole, don't worry what they're doing.
2: Right, right. Just you worry just what can't. you're doing. Right, as Caroline mentioned, you know some of the, the conditions that they play in. College golfers are are different. Um, most of the weekend players, you know, they're they're playing when the weather is good, mm-hmm. and there's not very many college players that really get a chance to play to play college tournaments when the weather is good. Okay, uh, unless you are in the south. Uh, And it is late in your spring season or early in your fall season. Most of the time, if you're a college golfer, you are playing in the off-season for everybody else.
1: That's right. It's like February through May, and you're playing in Chicago. And
2: it's nasty, and it's windy, (sighs) and it's cold, and it's wet, and your hands are freezing and soaking wet. And people look at your scores and go, you know, I thought you were a better player than that. And I'm like, you come play in the stuff we play in, and yeah. we'll find out. You what play you, in how the snow wearing these mittens. Right. <laughs> and, and, you know, sometimes, you know, we see scores out of the same players that all of a sudden when the weather turns great, they seem to be five to ten strokes better. And we go, geez, why can't you do that in school season? Is it the pressure? And the answer is usually not. Right. It's usually the conditions that they're playing under. Right. So just keep in mind when if you look at scores and who's shooting what go look at where they are in the country and what time of year they're playing in Mm -hmm. and just go hmm they're playing in uh they're playing in northern indiana and ohio Mm -hmm. and it's early april yeah and that kid just shot 80 and you think 80 he's supposed to be a good player
1: yeah and that's twice what the temperature was Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah that's right and the balls don't fly as far and and that that Reverberation in your hands when you hit a cold golf ball on cold ground with a cold golf club is not comfortable nor easily forgotten.
4: It's actually really fun when you have to avoid the snow piles when oh, you're yeah. trying to play.
1: Exactly. White balls have a tendency to get lost in snow. Except in Chicago where the snow's black. Oh, there's never so. snow there. No. <laughs>
4: yeah. It doesn't snow in Chicago.
1: Yeah. And it never rains in Southern California. <laughs> yeah, and all that kind of good stuff. Well, good luck. You're going up to Muncie?
4: Yep, Indiana? Muncie.
1: That's nice that there's a reason for Muncie, Indiana, to exist. We we appreciate that. Good luck in the uh, in the tournament, Carolina. Thank you. Uh, do yourself proud. i was going to say do dad proud, but dad's always proud. Do yourself proud. All <laughs> Thanks. Right? There you go. So, Brooke, you're uh, you you don't have to worry about playing in cold.
3: You know, we don't. I mean, hearing these stories about snow piles. Oh my gosh! No, yeah. I I was. I, we don't have that. If if Austin gets any type of snow or ice, the t- town just shuts down
2: oh I mean, yeah and the just, weather channel shows up and they do a big special one hour report and then three days later it's gone yeah but three days later up here it's still here still here and you're oh, just waiting for the next one yeah. yeah
3: absolutely yeah we gosh you know we we do have cold weather and uh, i remember playing in a tournament in fort worth texas it was actually over spring break and a Blue Northern blew in, and it was with the wind chill, it was about 10 degrees. No Ooh. no kidding. And we had to play 36 holes that day. And I remember just being so frozen and just and no ha- having no feeling over my whole body. And my dad was like, what would you want for dinner? And I remember saying crackers. And he's like, <laughs> I don't think you're actually thawed out right now. I
1: mean, so <laughs> However, playing, playing in extreme heat and humidity, which Texas yes. has seen its share of, is really... No easier than playing in cold as far as keeping yourself concentrating.
3: Exactly. Keeping yourself mentally engaged in the game. Uh, gosh, you know, when your season starts for collegiate players here in Texas, it's 100, 116 degrees, 70, 80% humidity, and that is a whole different type of, of tough. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it, you know, extreme weather conditions either way, you know, either. Any way that you look at it, it is golf. Is one of those things that's a marathon, not a sprint. Keeping yourself in check, keeping your emotions in check. Uh, I was lucky. My freshman uh, golf coach told me, and we it was really hot. It was about 116 degrees. Mm. No, no lie. That was the actual temperature. That it mm. wasn't the heat index. It was the actual temperature. And I, he could tell I was worried about it. And he said, "Bad attitudes play bad in bad weather." And I remember that still to this day, that if it's kind of an adverse day, Mm -hmm. all right, Brooke, a bad attitude is going to play badness, and so I change it around, and... It's amazing what it'll do, just having a better attitude. But uh, the heat, oh, I'll play in the heat any day. The snow, oh, my gosh. I'd rather play in the snow, like build a snowman, than play golf because I've just never seen it.
1: Spoken like a true Southern Bale.
3: Listen, (laughs) we've got
1: good stuff coming up. We've got uh, collegiate coaches. We've got collegiate golfers. We've got junior golfers. And we got a couple of the best golf teachers in the world right here. With those weekend golf guys live from uh, the golf cave at Otter Creek at the Plain and Simple Golf School, the AJGA Junior Championship. That's why we are here. Um, We will be right back. Hope you will come back, too, because we're ready to go right here with those weekend golf guys powered by Golf Talk America. Don't you move.
6: and dryer coverage. Just call 1 800 616 4030. That's 1 800 616 4030. Again, 1 800 616 4030. Call now. Hey, this is Jeff Smith to talk about one of my favorite teaching aids. It's the putting stroke teacher.
2: It is so simple. You clamp it onto your putter. It's got a rod that sticks out through it. You rest your forearms up against this rod. It's fully adjustable. You make your stroke. Your forearms are level. Your putter face goes exactly where it's supposed to. You get to see it all. Make your adjustments as necessary. Everybody needs one of these. The putting stroke teacher, tpsteacher.com. Again, it's tpsteacher.com. Get yours today.
7: Raising kids can be tough these days. As a parent, you've got your hands full making sure your kids have what they need to stay healthy and get the care they need when they're sick. Well, now there's help. Medicaid and the Children's Health Insurance Program offer free or low-cost health insurance for kids and teens, all the way up to age 19. They can get regular checkups, immunizations, doctor and dentist visits, hospital care, mental health services, prescriptions, and more. Children in a family of four earning up to $47,700 a year or more may qualify, and parents may be eligible for Medicaid, too. It's a helping hand for parents with their hands full. For more information, go online to insurekidsnow.gov or call one 877 kidsnow that's 1-877-543-7669. Enrollment is open year-round, but why wait? A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services.
1: And welcome back. We are those weekend golf guys, John Ashton and Jeff Smith, both ensconced tightly in the golf cave. And we are here in the golf cave at Otter Creek. In Columbus, Indiana, because of one thing, that outside the place is crawling with kids.
2: Yes, it is the uh, AJGA tournament that we host every year here at Otter Creek, hosted by Under Armour and Jeff Overton, tour player, uh-huh. uh, former Indiana University golfer. Oh, really? He couldn't,
1: he couldn't get into a good school? He he got into a hell of a he got into a hell of a good school, sir. I I have been after our comment last week on the Sunday show uh, about uh-huh. Purdue. Uh-huh. I have been getting an awful lot of flack, so I had I had to cast aspersions upon IU also, just so I show that I'm not playing favorites. <laughs> I am. You, you do. You I do. am, and I will continue to and do. And you such are sitting things. right next to a gentleman wearing an IU
2: golf shirt. That's right. This and is, I believe
1: they pay him to do that. They do. do they, this is
2: my good friend, Mr. Clint Wallman. He is a friend of the show. He's been on our show before. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is the head women's golf coach at Indiana University. Clint, thanks for coming on. Welcome. Thank you
0: for having me. It, it's been a you know an unbelievable pleasure just to watch you guys work. <laughs> well, <laughs> is that what you really call it?
2: It's not really work. It's yeah. what we call it's, it,
0: though. It's, yeah, it's so kind of it, fun. The
2: work was yeah. done by the producer man, Mr. Mark Hunter, setting all this stuff up. But Clint, you're here uh, because of this tournament. You're watching players. You're looking to recruit. You want to see players out there on the golf course what are you looking for not necessarily who but what kind of things are you looking for when you're looking at a a player you know for me as a a golf
0: coach first thing i look for is character right um second thing uh which we get you know paperwork we get uh, grades and then the third thing is talent uh so when we're out here and when i'm watching players i'm looking at their character like you know are they are they grinding out shots are they Throwing their clubs? Are they handing their wrappers to mom? Are they, you know, just how are they conducting themselves? And not necessarily when they play well. When I I want everybody's happy when they play well. That's right. I mean, this is the greatest game on the planet when everyone's playing well, and this is the worst game ever. Yeah. When uh, when yeah, it can be
2: emotionally terrorizing, can it?
0: Well, I actually call it. I think that golf is like the biggest Laboratory experiment ever. I mean, it is literally like you put a person in a maze with eighteen holes, and they hit a bad shot, and then they shock you. Yeah, and then you hit another bad shot, and then you get shocked again. Then you hit a good shot, and you get like a reward. Here's your cheese, and then yeah, and then you're standing over right.
8: you're standing over the fourth shot trying to
0: figure out whether you're going to get the cheese or you're going to get shocked. So um, you that's know, right. I, I you know I like to see players. I like to see their process. I like to see um, their commitment to the shots. I like to see their creativity. I like to see their imagination. I, I like to
2: see when they
0: really are.
2: Yeah, how they react to their shots.
0: Exactly. And, you know, I mean, after they've topped one, shanked one, hit one off a tree, it's hit a squirrel, it's hit a, a, another spectator, it's hit another coach from a different uh, university, which is fine with me. You know, I want to see when they are on the ropes how that person responds.
2: Right. That's, that's a big telling tale of who you're going to spend, you know, potentially spend four years of your life with, and they're going to spend four years of their life with you, uh, and you're going to try to manage them. That's going to be difficult if, if they're not behaving properly.
0: Well, absolutely. You know, we have a, a phrase it's like how you treat your parents is how you're going to treat your coach. And, you know, for me, um, this all starts with the relationship thing, like getting to know the juniors, getting to know their parents. You know, I look at my job as like I'm a life coach. I work in golf. That's yeah. my job. Right. And, you know, I'm trying to teach the life values and all that sort of stuff. So but it's a it's a lifelong relationship. I mean, I have players. Uh, that I have worked with that are now out competing. I've got sales reps. I've got people that are national sales managers. And, and and it's a relationship that starts as a young person and then continues through college, through the college years, after college, babies, marriage, all that sort of right. stuff.
2: Right. You know them for forever at that point. Exactly. And, and with any luck, you'll have a positive effect on each and every one of them and, and that's always the goal.
0: Well, that's what we—that—that's uh, you know—that's what you try to do. I right. mean, you want to have. I, I you know when I talk to a recruit, one of the things I tell them is like, you're going to get a great education. You're going to get better at golf. And the one thing I want you, or I hope that you do, is when you leave here, you go like, dude, that was so awesome. I, can I do that again?
2: I, I often want to go back to college. Well, and, who doesn't? And, yeah.
0: Especially <laughs> we when, go there you know, and we're like, yeah, oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah. Well, you went to IU, so it's I, IU.
2: I did. It was a great time, and it was a, and it was a great school to go to, and it was a good good one to be, uh, you know, a graduate of. So as I look at how you're going to go about things as you walk around, you've got two rounds of golf, three rounds of golf that you're going to be here for to take a look at. You know, you've probably got five or six girls that you want to go watch. Isn't that true?
0: Yeah, I've got, uh, you know, we have our handy dandy little list. We have right. uh, the kids that have emailed us and talked to us and all that stuff that have invited us to come out and watch. So we're going to go out and watch them. And then, you know, we kind of watch, uh, you know, down the road because recruiting nowadays is getting very, very young. Right. I and mean, you got to be out there. And if there's one piece of advice for junior golfers and their parents that I can give them, is like make contact with the coach. Get to campus, text, email, smoke signal. You know, right. find the Hindenburg, fly it over there. Whatever it is, but you know, right. get, keep
2: getting in contact with you all the time directly. That's you know. right,
0: and 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 it needs to be a personal connection.
2: Right, somewhat sort of, sh- somewhat short of stalking, but
0: yeah, push yeah, the edge I, of that, right? Yeah, just continue yeah, to kinda, send you stuff. Kind of, yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't talk to me about my kids.
1: (laughs) Right. (laughs) And then someday, hopefully, one of your graduates will grow up, be a big, big shot, and and then call you up and invite you out to the company scramble and and ask you not to tell anybody what you do for a living.
0: That's pretty much it. (laughs) Pretty much it.
1: (laughs) All right, Clint Wallman, no, you got to hit the tee, man. Watch these folks uh, as the uh, tournament kicks off. We appreciate you spending some time with us here with those Weekend Golf Guys. Man. Oh,
0: Thank you very much for having me. Always a pleasure with this distinguished crew of uh, gentlemen. And and good luck.
1: Uh, and it will be the IU women taking the Big Ten Championship next season, correct? Uh, we are going to work for it.
2: That sounds good to me. That's it. That's it. We'll he's, all root. He's throwing that term around very loosely. Did you catch that, gentlemen? Did, did, yeah. did you catch the attitude with well, that, Mark Mark's here. So we understand.
1: Yeah, a
5: little
2: bit (laughs) of (laughs) that. Hey, we are those
1: Weekend Golf Guys. We are at the Otter Creek Golf Course in Columbus, Indiana for the AJGA uh, tournament. And uh, we will talk to a lot more uh, big-time movers and shakers and some participants and a whole lot more, too, coming up with those Weekend Golf Guys powered by Golf Talk America. We'll be right back.
9: Jeff, I was out Monday
1: with uh, Joseph, my 10-year-old, and uh, and we
9: we both were having the same problem,
1: man. Just missing. I mean, trying to read the green and the ball breaks, you get the line and it stops two inches before you get to the cup. Missed or, it by uh, that much. Or, or it scoots by on the left or the right by a hair and, and yeah, moves the, on. Yeah, the man. hard
2: thing there is getting, getting your stroke to go where you're aimed. People, they do some hand twisting, you know, their arms move around. Yeah. But not the people that come see me in my clinics. We start the putting... With the putting stroke teacher, we get them on there. Their forearms are nice and level. The putting stroke teacher fits right on their putter. And next thing you know, they're draining putts. And they're looking at this going, this is the easiest thing I've ever seen.
7: Nice. I tried yeah. it and it worked. Well, if it, it works, works for her. Putt. That's right.
1: It's going to work for anybody.
7: Six straight putts in a row.
1: As, as I say, I got to get me one of these.
7: That's right. What
1: is it? The putting stroke teacher, TPSTeacher.com.
2: TPSTeacher.com. Yeah, TPSTeacher.com. Got to get one of those things, man. They're easy.
6: and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-616-4030. That's 1-800-616-4030. Again, 1-800-616-4030. Call now.
1: Hey, thanks for hanging with us. We are Those Weekend Golf Guys, and we are in the rather a uh, warm confines of the golf cave at uh, otter creek all of us are here john ashton together with jeff smith and we are here because the ajga uh, junior tournament is going on out there where it's cooler than it is in here
2: and sorry to tell you it is because the rain blew through dropped the temperature a little bit yeah. but not yet in the golf studio we uh, yeah. it's summertime here in the golf studio
1: it is that's okay it feels good just you know a tad humid but you know, hey we're used to that where we wouldn't live here all right. That's right. We'd move to Canada or something. The way it
2: is, but you know, we've got uh, we got a great tournament going on out there. Um, we've got uh, kids from all over the place, uh, all over the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got at least ten countries represented in the in the field here. I think there's over twenty states represented here in the in the field. Kids are from every place, showing up in little old Columbus, Indiana, to play the wonderful Otter Creek Golf Course. Yes, in uh, in a big time tournament. Lots of coaches, as we spoke, lots of coaches looking at a lot of talented young players and. And speaking of that, talented young players, I've got one of them that has played in this tournament a couple years ago Mm -hmm. sitting next to me, Mr. Young Christian Fairbanks. Christian has played in this tournament. Uh, He is a a Columbus, Indiana native, and uh, he has had a a stellar high school career, finishing it off in, in the fashion that we all would hope that could possibly ever happen, winning a team state championship and also winning the individual state championship title uh shared with his great friend Michael Vandevender and and Christian's here hanging out with us going to talk a little bit about Outer Creek Golf Course how much he loves it you know and and some of the things you've got going on Christian welcome to the show thanks for coming
1: Yeah thanks for having me And you're at IU right now as a sophomore Yes Okay. Big Ten championship on the line, man. What happened to you last year, man? I was looking for you on TV, and you weren't there. I'm going, come on, let's get somebody I know on there, man. Yes, I'll try to get in the lineup this year. Well, thank <laughs> you very much, because it's a lot more interesting if you know somebody. And also, just as an aside, a little personal thing, uh, Christian Fairbanks. You got to put like the third or something on there, just because it, okay. it extends the classiness of the name, man. Okay. Okay, so okay I'll do, do that. Do that. <laughs> right, we saw you over here in the golf studio playing with the equipment. Probably uh, a dozen shots. They were like there was a very heavy red line because every one of them had like the exact same arc. How the heck you do
2: that? Uh, a lot of
1: practice. I got gotcha. you. Practice. Yeah. Okay. Now you, uh, you.
2: One might say that he's rather machine-like in his repetitious manner. Uh, and striking a golf ball, it looks the same every time. And it works the same every time. It's it's very close. Uh, yeah. Christian has, has been a hard worker for an awful long time, and he's he's aware of his body, he's aware of his club position, he knows what's going on, and he knows exactly what he's trying to do with it. And the best part is he's actually able to do it. That's the big part, yeah. the difference between uh, a lot of players and then the great players, is that the great players can actually do it and his mind is calm so he can do it right. under pressure.
1: See that that's that's my position. I've been listening to you long enough. Now I know how to do it. Doing it totally different set of circumstances, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, it, you know, totally.
2: but think of how long how long you have come, how far you've come in, in a in a short period of time in right. terms of the pressure that you have applied to yourself and now it's not nearly as bad. Right. And speaking of long periods of time, Christian, when did you say hey, I like this game? How old were you? Well, I started
10: playing golf when I was about 3 or 4. 3 or 4. But I picked it up competitively when I was 11. 11. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And how good were you at eleven? I was, I was not too bad. Did you win a lot at eleven? Um, no. I learned okay. a lot though. My friends all play golf.
1: Because you so. know, eleven-year-olds are really, you know, I want it and yes. I want it now. Yes. So a lot of eleven-year-olds go, wait a minute, this stinks. I can't win this game. I'm going to go play basketball or something.
10: But yes. it, it takes a little perseverance when you don't win at eleven to make sure that you can win when you hit fourteen, right? Yes, I. My parents put me in a couple summer golf tournaments, so it wasn't um, like a job to me yet, but I was still having fun with it. Mm-hmm. And I finally got bit by the bug, and I just wanted to get really good at the sport because I thought I could. So. so how'd you get into IU?
1: I mean, did did you do what what Clint said to do?
10: Did you go
1: to them, you know, send yes. them emails and stuff and say, hey, come look at me, I want to play for you? Yes,
10: yeah, started emailing coaches and making visits and, yep, that kind of thing.
1: How much pressure is there when suddenly you know there's a college coach in on the sidelines, and this shot better do what
10: you want to do? I remember those tournaments in high school when coaches mm-hmm. would come by, and it never. I felt more comfortable, honestly, when the IU coach was walking around. Coach Mayer, mm-hmm. like, okay, it always seemed to click when
2: I was with him.
1: Okay,
10: that's yeah. that's great because again, pressure is the thing that can kill people in this game, man. Right? Yes,
2: Christian. One of the things I I've always seen in you, um, you know, I've known you for boy an awful long time now. Uh, you know, I've seen your game grow, and and you've been out here to Otter Creek to practice, and your short game practice is is, is terrific. And and I've watched you swing. I've watched you hit golf balls. Every now and then we have a conversation about how to move a ball one way or another. You know, we really haven't had to work too terribly hard on anything, but yet you are such a repeater of it. Can you talk a little bit about how many thousands of repetitions of a swing do you think you've made? Um, since I was eleven. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> can't count them, can you? No, can't you, count
8: them.
1: We can't count that high. Thank you very much. <laughs> like
2: nobody
10: heard that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, but I, I've seen. I've seen you practice, and I've seen you compete in practice. Tell me about how you think that that's made you better. Getting used
10: to competition, even when you're not on the golf course, always helps, because when you get to the golf course, you know the feeling, and you know how you start maybe getting nervous, or um, you just learn to control yourself mentally and physically, and it, it helps when you can get repetitions. of.
2: What were some of the things that you do to control yourself mentally? Do, do you trick yourself? I do. I tell myself
10: that um just to stay calm and yeah i just play games with myself and
2: because it's not that big a deal no no just got some people think it's a really big deal and, and those are the people that tend to blow up and yep, yep, yeah that's about right yep. it's about normal mm-hmm. um tell me something about otter creek that why is this one of your favorite places it's a
10: competition golf course you can push it as far back as you want mm-hmm. and, or you can push it as far up it, it, it's always a challenge it's always a new test is it due to the length of it, or is it due to the trees or the
2: thick rough? Or I
10: think it changes with the winds change every day, um, the weather changes, the course conditions change. It gets softer and harder depending on summer conditions. And so
2: you're playing golf from different places all the time? Yes, yes. You
10: know, this
1: is, this is something that I like to revisit all the time, but your, your compatriots in the athletic department at IU that play basketball yes. play on the same court, yeah. Know whether they're playing in Bloomington or they're playing in L.A. Yes. It's the same court. You can make a shot from the corner. You can make a shot from the corner.
2: But they still have the coolest pants on the planet. Okay. Whatever. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. <laughs> a, little, a little fashion advice from Jeff Smith. Uh, but with golfers, man, it's a different course. Even the same course is a different. Yes, every day. Every day. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with that?
10: You just get used to it. You have to know that you're not going to see the same shots every day, and you have to adjust and make shots up. Just be creative. So that, that so then golfers are the most creative athletes in any institution. Yes. Then, because the best
1: players are. They have to do something different on every shot yes. in every round of every tournament. Yes. Go us. Yeah. Right. We are special people. We've known that for a long time. You know, that's spatial. 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 Well, no, that's if Brooke says it. It's spatial. Okay? (laughs) (laughs) And Brooke from from Austin, Texas will be, will be joining us as she says, I'm, I'm, I'm coming up, y'all. I'll be there. Uh, without a, just
5: just in a second.
1: That's right. And she says it without a twang and she will be with us. Christian, really appreciate you spending some time with us here. I know you want to go out and watch uh, some of your future teammates probably out there on the course right now. But good luck next year, and I want to see you on the the Golf Channel coverage, man. Thank
10: you so much for having
1: me. Big Ten Championship, man. There you go. It'll be a lot of fun watching him. It certainly will. See, it's always more fun watching people when you know them. Oh, I know.
2: I loved watching him play at state. You know, that was exciting. I didn't know who to watch first. There's all all five of those guys I'm I'm pretty close with, and I've seen their games evolve over the years, you know. Well, that's obnoxious. Yeah. It's fun. All, f-
1: all five guys vying for the state championship. Yeah, they're yeah. they okay. my they're my students. Okay, that's okay. We had some fun with it. That's Jeff Smith. I am John Ash, and we are those weekend golf guys. And we are powered by Golf Talk America. And I think we're coming right back. Hey Jeff, I was watching the Golf Channel, believe it or not, the other day, and they did this thing on drivers, and they were showing where on the face of a driver you get the best reaction. And they said that, you know, you hit it below the equator, you're going to lose like 10 to 20 yards. If you hit it on the heel, you're going to lose space. The best place to hit it is in the uh, upper quadrant by the toe.
5: Yeah, most of the drivers today are kind of built that way where I think what they did is they may have figured out where most of the people have been hitting it anyway, and they kind of put the hot spot over, you know, where it's like, a little above the center of the club and a little bit towards the toe, you know, thinking that they could get people to hit it a little bit farther. But you know what? There's so many people out there that can't hit it there. Regardless of the one little spot they put it, there's people who can't hit it anyway. Yeah. So, you know, you're struggling.
1: I was going to say, that's the whole thought yeah. between what Dean, Dean Knuth did with the high heat driver, is make the whole face yeah, a sweet that. spot.
8: Yeah,
5: he knew that. He knew that the average amateur golfer, he can't pick out what spot on the club he's going to hit it. He had to make it so the whole thing was hot. Yeah. So no matter, you know, he designed it. When he was telling us about how he designed that thing, I was completely amazed. He taught me something that I did not know. The center of gravity on his club is actually below the center line, and it's the only club that's ever been on the market, that the lower, the center of gravity of the club is actually below it. He moved it around so that, that every place was a hot spot on the face. So, I mean what a perfect driver built for the average guy, because the average guy can't pinpoint where the heck he's going to hit the ball on the face.
8: You know
1: Exactly. Tomorrow. You will make fewer, mis- fewer mistakes, fewer bad shots. Knuth Golf, K-N-U-T-H golf.com. They're going to uh, ask you if you want to buy one where you heard about it. Tell them you heard about it from those weekend golf guys, and the whole club will cost you $70 less. All right, you're going to get a $70 discount because you are our listeners. Knuth Golf, K-N-U-T-H-Golf.com. It's a high-heat driver. The entire face is a sweet spot. You need one. And thanks for hanging through the break. We are back. Those weekend golf guys, John Ashton here, along with Jeff Smith. We are both in the golf cave at Otter Creek in Columbus because the uh, AJGA
2: champion is a championship. It is the uh, Under Armour Jeff Overton sponsored championship. All righty. We have people here from everywhere. It is so much fun. Um, it's a big financial boom to uh, the Columbus area. Uh-huh. Uh, a lot of a lot of people eating at restaurants, a lot of people staying in the hotels, and a lot of money coming into Otter Creek. And, <laughs> you know, that's just what the, that's just what these tournaments do. This and, is like the PGR Tour for the kids. And, Brooke, you you
1: were here at, at Otter Creek uh, about a month ago. And, you know, you're from the city, Austin. Um, yes. I, I wonder if you had the same reaction. We came up here last year for the drive, pitch, and putt, and I brought my 10-year-old with me who was 9 at yeah. the time. And he was sleeping in the car on the way up, and he woke up on Route 525 which is a one and a half lane wide road that goes through the middle of a
5: cornfield
1: and he woke and he woke up he knew he was going to a nice golf course i I had extolled the virtues of otter creek big time to him he woke up and he looked around (laughs) and goes
2: papa where the
1: hell are we
2: (laughs) you said we're almost to bunker heaven
1: I said it's heck, and we're almost there. But I just wonder how many, how many of the people, especially from uh, from other countries and from other states, the twenty states and in ten countries or whatever, represented here, go. You gotta be kidding me!
2: Yeah, and then they get on the piece of property that is the golf course, and they, and go, they go, "Wow, are you kidding me? This thing is absolutely gorgeous." It really is. Brooke did not it get to play when she was here visiting last time, but certainly I hope you bring your clubs this time. And if you don't, I've got extras.
3: He's got rental Have sets, man. You know, I just need a couple. I just, just need, need a couple. driver, an eight iron, and a putter, and then you know I can just tinker around there. Yeah, maybe a baseball bat at times. Oh, you know? that'd be good. Yeah, you just gotta think outside the box. How
2: about right? a rake? You want a rake too? <laughs> a Rake.
3: It may be like a shovel. And That's a, a great and idea. Blind pink lady ball. Yeah, gotta have that.
2: You gotta have that.
3: It's a beautiful golf course. You know, it's uh, it's just amazing when you go to different parts of the country and you see golf courses in that area i mean it's it's so different from what we have here in austin um you know the thing that immediately was appealing to me is how much grass y'all had of course we've not had our flooding at that point
5: yeah. like,
3: there's grass everywhere oh my gosh this is beautiful so it yeah it's a it's a great track jeff and i drove around it and i i can't wait to go play it
5: yeah, yeah. and they
1: don't have to paint the grass green here
2: no which is <laughs> no we have there's uh we we barely have to fertilize I know it's it's amazing. amazing. Yeah, we've got oh a, a fantastic gosh. piece of what used to be just rolling farmland, and now th- they just don't farm it anymore. But boy, I'm telling you, this yeah. thing's got contour changes like you wouldn't believe every place. Yeah, and well, people yeah. think, "Man, you're in flatland, Indiana." No, we're not. <laughs> it ain't flat. Absolutely it not. Isn't, There's isn't anything flat about this piece of property? Yeah, that's for sure.
1: Right. I know that's right. And they got sand traps everywhere.
2: Yes, they do. John loves this golf course for its bunkers. When when they he des- likes to visit them all the time.
1: When they designed it, they said, "How far can John hit it from this tee? Let's put a bunker here." <laughs> You Senior know
2: what? Landings. You know what? Robert Trent Jones—he's a smart guy. <laughs> he
1: is. He knew I was coming. Nostradamus—he knew I was coming. But that <laughs> is it. But, but, Rick, you are a teacher extraordinary down there, and you do do uh, work with juniors.
3: Absolutely, I tell you, that's probably about eighty percent of who I work with. I. Uh, I've got from, uh, elementary schools all the way to through, uh, collegiate players. And it is so much fun to, to work with them. I mean, that's the future of golf. And it's so much more than just about golf. I mean, it's helping mold these individuals into adults. And I know that I've got people that I, remember back on my childhood that helped mold me to the person that I am. Um, Bill Moretti, for example, you know, he's been one of the top 100 golf instructors. And mm-hmm. most of my golf lessons with him, I'll never forget it. It had absolutely nothing to do with golf. I I was playing in a uh, Austin City Championship Tour tournament and started shanking it. I mean, I shanked Ooh. every single chip shot that I had. And I went to him, because Bill lived actually down the street from me, and I would uh, babysit his cats for golf lessons. <laughs> and I went, to his, I went to his door, and I knocked on it at 8 o'clock that night, and I said, Bill, I'm shanking every single chip shot. I don't know how to fix this. And I kid you not, he looked at me, and he said, Well, if you act like an adult when you're a child, you can act like a child when you're an adult. And then, like, shut the door in my face. And I was like, well, what
5: the <laughs> what?
2: heck does that mean? Cause, so- yeah. Grab the stone, Grasshopper. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah, what the heck was that?
3: (laughs) I know, and I remember thinking, like, is this like a Mr. Miyagi thing? (laughs) Is he trying (laughs) to
7: Miyagi me
3: right now? Do I have to paint your fence? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And I'll have to paint your fence. Is that you are getting at here, Bill? And uh, but he he helped me so much in making sure that education was a priority. But uh, but no, I love teaching kids. I, I love teaching anybody, but the kids. Oh my gosh, it is such a joy to work with the future of golf.
1: What what I want to know though is, have you ever dealt with a kid who's there because mommy and/or daddy or both think it's something they need to do? Uh,
3: oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's, happens more. Actually, that, that doesn't happen as much as you would think, but it's uh, interesting. After one lesson, and, you know, just learning about the kid and trying to connect with them on something that means something to them, then they're bought in. You, you know, right. once I say, listen, this is up to you of how good you want to be at this, and we have fun, have some games that we'll do. And then we connect on a different level, and they're like, oh, my gosh, I really like this. Yeah, so,
1: I wondered how yeah. long it took to, to get uh, addicted, because for most of us, it, it took maybe a whole, yeah, well, one absolutely. one
2: good swing. One good swing, yeah.
1: and that's it, and you, you're you're hooked for life.
2: I think so, because, you know, you get turned on to something. When it feels really good, you flush it, hit the middle of the face, and you've got this towering high shot. And you realize that you just did that, and all of a sudden it didn't even feel like there was any effort in it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, you want to do that again.
1: Mm-hmm. And you may spend the rest of your life trying to do it again.
2: <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, that's the problem, is that, you, you know, you can overdo the trying aspect of it. You know, Brooke, as we teach kids, you know, as we figure out their bodies, you know, little kids that haven't gone through puberty yet, they've got a lot of physical changes that we're going to see. But once they've gone through it and their, and their muscles start to get a little bit tighter and their, their ligaments start to get a little tighter and everything that they, about them gets to be a little bit stronger, we can really pinpoint how they're going to swing for the rest of their lives. We can measure them. We can put them in positions and check to see how they're going to take the club back, and we know that because that's how they're built to do it, we know that's the way that we will teach them to do it on an individual basis. And we can give somebody a swing for life.
5: Absolutely.
2: And and let them understand that this is theirs, and as soon as they gravitate outside of their golf swing that is built for them, Mm -hmm. based on how their body is, that that's when they will struggle. Right. To strike the golf ball and and to control the flight. And, and all we have to do is keep them understanding that that's within their physical realm. Yeah. And when we do that, then they have the ability to hit that one beautiful shot without trying over and over, over, and, over, over. and over again. And then they are become somewhat immune to the allure of, well, I heard about this tip that said that it could do that for them.
1: Well, that, I, exactly. I was, that, that must frustrate the heck out of both you guys. No, that's an annuity. Really? <laughs> well, that's, it, that's true. Because I, I keep in, coming back look, to I fix in, it now? I am in
2: business because of, I listen, of all of the stuff that's out there. I
1: listened to Michael Breed on the Golf Channel last night. Now you need to come fix me again. I, I love Michael Breed. He's a terrific oh, teacher.
2: But the truth is, is that what he's saying is good information. But not but, generic information. But sometimes it is, and sometimes it seems like it's specific. But really, it's a matter of, is that information really for you, John? Right. Because if, if that information's really for, for intrepid producer Mark Hunter over here, and you take it and go, yeah, that sounds great to me. Mm-hmm. I really have to do that. Mm-hmm. That could absolutely be the worst thing. That's the thing that could botch your world.
5: Yeah. Exactly. So,
2: absolutely. Absolutely. Why Why John has gotten better because he's listened to the consistency in which I say things to him for him that are correct for him. And, and that's one of the things that, Brooke, you've learned how to do as well is figure out the person standing in front of you.
3: Cause, oh, absolutely.
2: Yeah, because without that, we're nothing.
3: Well, I mean, it is golf is one of those things that uh, Jeff and I have talked about it, and I've I've learned so much from watching Jeff teach. Of, uh, it is a reactionary sport, and you know, for those of us that have been playing for a while. We start standing over that ball and we've got a million thoughts going through our heads and it stops being a reactionary sport. You know, the golf swing is 1.3 seconds and you don't have time to have a thousand thoughts going through your head. And that's one thing if you can get that across to a junior golfer because they are very reactionary individuals. Mm -hmm. Man, once they get that in their head and you, you... They know that it's okay to react, and they start striping the ball. Oh, my gosh, that's when it gets fun. And that's when it gets fun for any age, any ability, any level of player. And also customizing it to this is what you are designed to do, is to do it this way. And if you're told you need to do it this way, this way, or this way, that's not right. And also I think you know Jeff and I have laughed about it and talked about it of – being able to model it up, will you make a similar move in terms of your anchoring to Ben Hogan or Phil Mickelson or Tiger Woods. And when they hear that,
1: mm-hmm. Boom. Mm-hmm. then
3: they know it's okay. And it, I think it's also good for people to realize all these great golfers have done it a different way. It's just, you know, making sure that you're doing it the way that's designed for you, for your body. It's like a fingerprint. There yeah. are no two golf swings that are the same.
1: You look at a seven-year-old a seven year old and say, you swing just like Bobby Jones. You'll go, who? Who's, who? Yeah, right. Who? Bobby Jones?
5: <laughs> who? <Yeah. laughs> yes. Is he, in, is he in the eighth grade? Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. We're, we're going
1: to come right back. We are going to have to uh, go away for a few moments, and we're going to come back. Brooke is going to be hanging with us here, and uh, Jeff is with us, and we are at the uh, golf cave at Otter Creek. We'll be right back. We're on those weekend golf guys, powered by Golf Talk America. Don't you move. Get $70 off your new high-heat driver, knuthgolf.com, K-N-U-T-H-golf.com for all the details.
8: This is Morgan Freeman. Colorectal cancer is the second leading cancer killer of men and women over 50. Doesn't always cause symptoms, but it can be prevented. Get screened.
7: A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services.
8: Now there's a martini that improves your driving. The new Martini Golf Tee actually gives you longer, straighter drives compared to old-fashioned wood tees. It's virtually unbreakable, made in the USA, and conforms with USGA rules. Get yours today at martinigolftees.com. So improve your driving with a martini. The Martini Golf Tee. Visit martinigolftees.com.
0: When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done...
6: to 50% on washer and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-616-4030. That's 1-800-616-4030. Again, 1-800-616-4030. Call now.
1: We are back once again, John Ashton, Jeff Smith. We are here at the Golf Cave at Otter Creek, the Plain and Simple Golf School, and in, uh, in Columbus, Indiana, which is the heart of the Junior Golf Universe this weekend because the AJGA, the American Junior Golf Association, is having a big time championship. Sponsored by some big-time folks, uh, Jeff Overton, the uh, Jeff
2: Overson, and uh, an Under, Under Armour.
1: Yes, sir. And there are folks here from, what, uh, 20 states and 10 countries? Or, yep. They're from everywhere. It's they're, fantastic. They're
5: from everywhere, everywhere.
1: Uh-huh. And it's, it's great. And there are 14- to 18-year-old kids all over the place, and many of them, of course, looking to, uh, to make a good showing here, vying for
2: college scholarships. Right. This is, this is the place where they get the exposure to the biggest and best programs and coaches. Right. Now, Brooke, where'd you go to school?
3: I went to Southwestern in Georgetown. South, I, okay. Uh, yes, it, it's small. It's uh, Division III. Mm-hmm. I, uh, in high school, I never had a golf team. I just had to compete as an individual. Ah. I went to a, a small private uh, prep school on UT's campus. And uh, going to high school on UT's campus, I realized that's a big campus, and uh, I... I wanted something smaller, so <laughs>
1: yeah. And so
3: I ended up um, – I would go play as an individual in high school tournaments, and I was very fortunate that uh, I got to play with a lot of girls that were being recruited because they'd had that exposure from playing in state and playing in some AJGA tournaments that coaches would come – Look at them, and then I would end up being the one that got recruited. And so I was, I was very fortunate that I had a lot of uh, recruiting offers when uh, when I was a senior in high school. And it was not because, and I I am one hundred percent honest on this, and my father will back me up. It was not because of what I shot; it was because of how I acted. I could get a three on a hole, or I could get a thirteen, and I I did get one of those one time, but I acted the exact same.
1: Well, that's what you know, the, uh, the 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 women's Team coach at IU said earlier in the program that the first
2: thing he looks at is character. That's right.
3: Oh, absolutely. That's right. Yeah. They don't
2: need a kid that can—that's a pain in their rear end for four right. years. They don't want that. Well, I, I, I would imagine a, a coach that—that's
1: also a coach also has to be a good teacher. Do they not?
2: Uh, some are, and some are not. Okay. Some of them firmly believe that their job is to coach the children, uh, the, the kids coming to them into uh, performing better overall, but not necessarily are they. Teachers of the game. Some are, some are very good at it, and some are just choosing not to be. But I imagine
1: they, they, you guys can still see something in a kid, uh, even if they were shooting like you know high eighties, that says you know this is the kind of kid I want on my team, and I can work with them and get that score down.
2: Right, and if nothing else, they know that they can. Uh, take them to someone that can help them get the score down uh, or they can help them get the score down in in how they go about playing the game meaning uh, how are they looking at it from a a where do I want my ball on the golf course standpoint Um, you know maybe it's do I understand the greens that I'm about to go play don't I want my ball over here instead of over there Uh, do I want to hit to this side or the other side then there's that aspect of do they even have the skills to do it Right. And and right. the truth is is that John here we are at an AJGA event, and every kid in this field has the physical skills to do it. Right. Not necessarily all of them have the mental skills to do it. Right. But that's how we develop. You know, you, you, kids go Absolutely. play in golf tournaments, and and they learn how to deal with that, and they learn how to deal with it under pressure to see if they can be calm cool and collected and and that's the the part that as brooke said that's her big reason that she got recruited was because she knew how to handle herself attitude i want to ask both you guys
1: a question that i'm sure parents that are listening right now are asking to do golf instructors do they play a uh, strong role in recommending to college coaches to take a look at their students brooke do you do that actively
2: i do you know
3: I do as well. I've had uh, several collegiate instructors contact me saying, "I know that you work with this individual. You know, tell me what you think. I mean, it's like a business interview. Mm-hmm. You know you like your list of references. Um, and it, absolutely. Um, and, and and being completely honest of, you know this is these are the strong aspects of this player, and these are the ones that need improvement. Right. And it could be something very uh, night and day different of, Fundamentally, this kid is very strong in these aspects of their game, but mentally, if things start going wrong, they they just collapse, or vice versa. So absolutely, I, I have been contacted, and I, I talk to those coaches freely and open and honestly, and uh, I, I think it is important to know what is this what is this player like on a routine basis because you've been around them. And I'm, I'm Jeff, you probably do the exact same thing.
2: I do. I have a lot of coaches that actually just pick up the phone and call me, and they say, tell me about this kid. Tell me about that kid. Tell me who you have in the pipeline that you would want on your team for one reason or another. Just trying to figure out when I talk to a coach, most of the time I know exactly why he's calling. He's got a short period of time on his hands and he says, hey, tell me about this kid. First thing I talk about is who the kid is as a kid. talk about his character every single time. Because I know that coach has, if he's calling me, he's already seen scores. So I don't need to say, "Hey, the kid just shot seventy and and won by two strokes." He already knows that. He wants right. to know what what it is about why he would put him on his team or why he wouldn't put him on on the team.
1: When a, when a kid, you want to talk about character. When when a kid is exposed to golf. Is it the character that determines how he plays his game, or is it the game that determines what kind of a character he develops as he matures?
2: Uh, I think it's both. I think one directly affects the other. I think that you develop uh, a great character, and you develop perseverance by playing golf. Mm -hmm. You, You will run into things. You will make a poor decision here or there, and you will pay a high price for it. And most of the great players learn from that, and they don't make the same kinds of mistakes, and they grow but it develops their character. It develops uh, how they handle a tough situation, a tough day. Can they get over it? Can they bounce back? Do they have enough guts to make a twelve on one hole and a four on the very next hole? I was going right. to say once, Can once they you it?
1: really blow up on one hole and you get really angry with yourself, and then you realize that that anger, it, internal anger, has caused you to double bogey the next three holes. Yeah. Then maybe it should dawn on you that you need to leave it up, leave it there. And the go. good
2: players have gone through that. Mm-hmm. And what they do now is, when they have a bad hole, they go and make a better score on the next hole, and it makes them focused. Mm -hmm. and they rarely let the hole that they just had some bad luck on or bad situation happen. They rarely let that bother them for the next hole and the next hole and the next hole, and they're better for it. And so I think that golf helps develop their character, but sometimes their character... Uh, gets exposed on the golf course at the same time but i think it's it's a good it's a good teaching tool so so brooke when, true
1: true confession time were you always a wonderful person or did it was it through golf that you developed a great
2: personality no i think that
3: I, I, oh i i was born this way uh-huh. oh yeah. my gosh i, I met her <laughs> that's what know, i've heard when yeah. i met
2: her she was fantastic and I, i've never played golf with her so i have to say her her character was perfect before that
3: you know, it. I, I. I golf has helped me so much because it is. Uh, you know, it is a sport. I was actually talking to a uh, a corporate exec that I am teaching her golf because it's a big part of her job, and she is a very talented athlete and she's been so intimidated to play golf and I'm like you know let's think about this golf is a game where you put yourself on the line you step up to that first tee and you've got a lot of eyes on you and you've got a lot of pressure on you and it really exposes how you are as a person and i have definitely grown as a person um you know my i and i attribute a lot of that to my family of we don't take anything too serious we certainly don't take ourselves too serious at all you're going to miss shots and you know, this This is a game. It really is a game. And as an instructor, I've really tried to get that across to my students. And every student is different of, you know, do I, t- you know, work with this student to uh, have them have a little bit of amnesia between each hole or a good hole or a bad hole of, you know, move on, forget it. Or do we work on some techniques to try to calm your emotions down? And, uh, you know, I had a girl in my high school or one of my high school girls that I teach first day at state she swung so hard on the first hole that the head of her driver snapped off and she couldn't use it the rest of the tournament
2: ow three wood day and it,
3: i mean it was the first hole she was so nervous and she can generate a lot of club head speed i've never even heard of that happening before her dad sent me a text saying this is what's just happened and i'm like okay and i we had talked about it she was so worried about making a fool of herself or, or embarrassing herself and There was a lot of things we worked on this whole last year to try to get her to calm down. And finally, the thing that I told her was, I said, you know, something that helped me in college is if I made a mistake and it was a really bad mistake, the thing that got me out of it was I'd think, you know what, this is going to make a really great story when I get done. This is going to be such a good story. And that is immediately what she thought of when she snapped the head off her driver of, oh, my gosh. I can't wait to tell this at practice because everyone's going to laugh. A, and she pulled it together a, and she got the top ten a, at, at six a So you know, there's just there's there's a lot to be said about it.
1: Yeah, working toward that story where you can tell how you snapped the head off your driver on the first hole and still wound up winning by seven strokes. I mean, that's you know, there's there's a story that you want to try to get to. <laughs> but I, I, one of the things you you had said that triggered something in my head too is a lot of people have discussions whether golf is considered a sport or a game, and I try to tell people that it's. a lot like bowling anything that you can do while drinking beer has got to be a game really does you know yeah and then and and then that triggers the next thought is i was told at a young age by an older gentleman they said john you have to remember that the same people invented golf and called it a game that invented bagpipes and called it music yeah (laughs) Which does put <laughs> it right. all in perspective it really just does. a little bit.
2: I think there was a little whiskey going on there. Hey,
1: tell you what, Brooke, thanks for uh, for hanging with us today. Thanks to all the folks at the AJGA. We're going to have to run here. Check us out, thoseweekendgolfguys.com. We'll try to get some of the results of the tournament this weekend up for you to see so they can call Grandma, Grandpa, and him and check us out. Uh, also, follow us, like us on Facebook. And, Brooke, thanks for doing that, by the way. At, oh, thank uh, you so much. Facebook.com slash golfguys. And you can follow us on Twitter at WKNDgolfguys. We will be back same time right here next week. We are those Weekend Golf Guys. It's beautiful everywhere. Hey, it's golf. Go play.
5: Jeff, I was out Monday
1: with uh, Joseph, my 10-year-old, and uh, and we we both were having the same problem, man. Just missing. I mean, trying to read the green and the ball breaks, you get the line and it stops two inches before you get to the cup. Missed or, it by uh, that much. Or, or it scoots by on the left or the right by a hair. And, and yeah, the, on, the hard
2: thing there is getting getting your stroke to go where you're aimed. People, they do some hand twisting, you know, their arms move around. Yeah. But not the people that come see me in my clinics. We start the putting with the putting stroke teacher. We get them on there. Their forearms are nice and level. The putting stroke teacher fits right on their putter. And next thing you know, they're draining putts. And they're looking at this going, this is the easiest thing I've ever seen.
7: Nice. I tried yeah. it, and it worked. Well, if it, it works, works for time. her. That's right.
1: It's going to work for anybody. Six
7: straight putts in a row.
1: As, as I say, i got to get me one of these. That's right. What is it? The Putting Stroke Teacher, TPSTeacher.com.
2: TPSTeacher.com. Yeah, TPSTeacher.com. Got to get one of those things, man. They're easy.
7: At St. Jude, families never receive a bill for treatment, travel, housing, or food, because the only thing a family should worry about is helping their child live
4: because of you.
7: There is St. Jude. Now there's a
8: martini that improves your driving. The new Martini Golf Tee actually gives you longer, straighter drives compared to old fashioned wood tees. It's virtually unbreakable. Made in the USA and conforms with USGA rules. Get yours today at martinigolftees.com So improve your driving with a martini. The Martini Golf Tee. Visit martinigolftees.com